Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Sunday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. This ninth,、uh, do we think it's the ninth? This ninth of September. It's the ninth of two September. Two minutes past、correct. nine o'clock here on Community Radio Three CR. I'm Giselle Hanna, and I'm Pierre Morrow. And obviously, we're just too relaxed, Giselle. <laughs> I, it must, it must be、know. the nice,、um, cool <laughs> weather out there. Oops! I've mentioned the weather without the car. <laughs> oh, I hate you, Pierre. I hate you. I was going to say I really need to give up announcing the date at the start of the show because I actually never know the date. Could you please announce the weather pro- the way it's designed to be announced?、Uh, no, no, we don't have time today, and、oh. I've already said what the weather is. So that's we'll have to wait until next week for、oh, the proper car and whatever. Oh, how you break my heart and, and lack discipline! And, Off you and go. Who, who pr- and this show is obviously produced every week by Australia Asia Workerlink. And those contact details, Giselle,、That's、that you、right. know so well. You can find us on the web, all the w's. a a w l dot org dot au.、Uh, we're on、uh, Twitter and Facebook, so find us on those social media platforms. But you can also email us at a a w l at a a w l dot org dot au. And on today's program, we'll have a number of labour updates from the region, and then we've got a relatively extended interview with Alan Pretensia from、uh, Palau, who is the union that covers Philippine Airlines. Uh, in, in the Philippines, and um, basically um, giving us a bit of a rundown where the dispute is at now. And、uh, it's been a long dispute; it's still going. And some of the listeners will probably remember that we've interviewed them before, but they still need solidarity. And also about the growing organising within the airline industry in the world. But they'll. Been about、oh, seven or eight minutes, and、um, Giselle, I think you've got the first one. That's right. We'll go straight into news from around the region. We're starting in Australia. It's ten years since the federal government passed special legislation known as the Northern Territory Intervention that took away、uh, control from Aboriginal communities and allowed military personnel and police to take over those communities. The outcome of this takeover has been further dispossession of Aboriginal people and a deterioration of their health and welfare status. Given that's what the intervention was supposedly designed to deal with, a coalition of non-Indigenous and Indigenous people have come together to call for the immediate repeal of the intervention. In a related matter, a work scheme for unemployed Aboriginal people has also been a total failure, with many people basically left with no money, and that's in refer,、uh, reference to the CDEP program in the Northern Territory, around which a, a coalition of Aboriginal workers are organising, almost into a union around those demands.、Uh, look, at,、uh, it's incredible how once you get into that、uh, information, how bad.、Uh, Um, the state、uh, for Aboriginal people is, and how little、um, news of the scandal there is, really.、Um, we now go to、um, Southeast Asia, to Myanmar, where over the last couple of weeks, as a lot of people would have heard, the crisis in northern Rakhine State has become a humanitarian disaster, with tens of thousands of Rohingya people fleeing the scorched earth policy of the Myanmar military. The Myanmar military has a long history of human rights abuses against. Against ethnic minorities in Myanmar, but the latest offensive in Rakhine State is on an unprecedented scale.
While nominally a democracy, the Myanmar government, headed by Aung San Suu Kyi, has not changed its repressive policy against ethnic or religious minorities or any opposition to its rule. And in Korea this week, as tensions in the Korean peninsula remained high, the South Korean government proceeded with the deployment of further terminal high-altitude area defence systems. These are the TARD systems. Activists all around South Korea have been protesting for months against these deployments. To counter this last deployment, activists blockaded the main highway with vehicles and machinery. The government responded by deploying 8,000 police to confront the demonstrators and clear the way for the military vehicles. And of course, um, the public sector union is very, very heavily involved in that campaign. That's the KPTU. And um, it's incredible. I, I really encourage people to go to our website from tomorrow. They'll be able to have a, a, a look at some of the videos, like um, the, the number of police that were uh, deployed there. And, and also, actually, the, the town people that actually deployed the road. I don't know if you've seen it, yourself, but with, um, with agricultural machinery, very big agricultural machinery, it looked very um, stunning, really. Um, all right, we go to India now, where the uh, murder of journalist Gauri Lankesh early this week in the southern Indian city of Bengaluru is widely seen as the work of far-right death squads. Gauri was a well-known local journalist who was very critical of government corruption and the growing dangers of Hindu nationalism and sectarianism. In her last column, she exposed how fake news is being generated and spread by powerful interest to sow hatred towards minorities and other undesirables. Demonstrations to condemn her murder were held all around India, while in her state, Gauri was given a state funeral. So um, that's a very worrying news from India, Giselle. And in Syria, with the forces of the popular revolution exhausted after six years of war, the Syrian conflict is heading into a consolidation phase where all the major imperialist and reactionary players are aiming to define their areas of interest. The two main powers in the conflict, the US and Russia, are increasingly trying to find a plan to stabilise the region and give all the main players some areas of influence and control. Meanwhile, in the government-controlled areas, reconstruction is now seen both as an economic opportunity to make super profits and a political opportunity to punish opposition areas. Of course, that outcome just looks like a win for the imperialists and a colossal loss for workers, but the fight's not over yet, Pierre. That's right, Giselle. The fight is never over. Sometimes it's very badly being beaten, but it's never over. And unfortunately, that's really how we're going to end the 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 news update for for the region um, for today. We'll go to a community announcement and then we'll be back with the interview with uh, Alnum from the Philippines Airlines. Hello? Listen, I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. The battle you've all been waiting to see. The battle of the sexes. You want to see it, right? Then get along and support 3CR at the Palace Withcast Cinemas, 89 High Street, Northcote, on Thursday, October 5th, from 6.30pm, for a screening of Battle of the Sexes. You're offering the men's winner eight times what you're offering the women's winner. The men are simply more exciting to watch. It's just biology. <laughs> the story of the infamous tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Tickets are $25 and $20 concession. You can purchase online at 3cr.org.au direct from the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or by phoning 9419 8377 during business hours. 
All funds raised go to Keeping 3CR on air. Battle of the Sexes screening, Thursday, October the 5th from 6.30pm. Does she have the nerve? Call Barbie. Time it's on. It's just on uh, 10 past 9 o'clock here on 3CR Radio. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. And I was fortunate enough earlier in the week to talk to Alnum Pretencio, who is a spokesperson for the Palaya Union in the, in the Philippines. And we talked about the ongoing dispute at the Philippine Airlines and also around the issue of the, of the growing um, intersection between unions and workers uh, around the world in the airlines industry and the global picket line on those issues. But we'll hear more in, um, in this interview. It's uh, about five years since the original dispute with Philippine Airlines started. Now, it is still going on, but while a lot of our listeners would remember that we have interviewed you before and we've talked about the struggle by Palaya for the Philippine airline workers, do you want to give us a brief summary of how the dispute first started? Hi to our comrades in Australia, the working people of Australia. To be exact, actually, we're turning around six years in our struggle Briefly, in 2011, September 27, 2011, Philippine Airlines conducted an outsourcing program wherein it locked out 2,600 workers from airport services, which include myself, which is, uh, I am from the passenger services division, from the ramp services, from the controllers, as well, they also outsource our catering as well the cargo services and end operation as well as the reservation and call center. We protested 26 months at the picket line. We survived typhoons, goons attack our protest camp, as well as all sort of weathers. We survived it and after having a 26 months on picket, on November 14, 2013, Philippine Airlines then owned man- and managed by Mr. Ramon Ang and uh, the San Miguel Group came to an uh, amicable settlement. And uh, the amicable settlement was we will be we will be compensated as well as we will be we will retire as a part of the compensation and will we will be priority in re-employment, in the re-employment of workers. At that point in time, Philippine Airlines complied with all of what was stipulated in the agreement, except for one, the actual re-employment of these workers. So in 2014, there was a management dispute and the previous owner who have locked out us, Mr. Lushutan's group of companies, returned to Philippine Airlines around our September of 2014. In our, in our continuing negotiation then, early 2013, the management of Ramon Ang already promised us that all will be re-employed by October of 2014. But unfortunately, because of the management buyback, the previous management bought back 
Philippine Airlines on October 2015 they again Philippine Airlines management did an, an outsourcing at the premise of redundancy to 117 more workers this was besides from the 2600 117 employees from our province province were affected at this point we filed a notice of strike and philippine airlines they were insistent that it was not an outsourcing but definitely it was at this point in time at around 2016 we had a national elections we were very very hopeful the workers were very very hopeful that probably with the new government and with the promises of the president now that uh, they will help the workers end contractualization as well as help Philippine Airlines workers because in the election time then mayor Rodrigo Duterte met with the officers of the union in Davao City and he promised to assist us but we still we are still seeking justice justice is still beyond is reach of Philippine Airlines workers and when the new government of Duterte uh, was in office first one, one one of the first agenda to be tackled by the Department of Labor was the Philippine Airlines dispute at this point in time when during the consolidation process Philippine Airlines management said they are they're not reneging on uh, on the promise on on the what is in the settlement agreement but what is lacking now at this point in time there is no vacancy at this point in time they said to us only the available positions are the pilots and the cabin crew but the, the ground crew is not is not available but we advise them this is not available already because they you outsource it we demanded that return our back our jobs back actually this is not already 5600 we are only 565 now who are still demanding uh justice from philippine airlines from the government so on sometime in 20, december 2016 the secretary of labor issued a statement stating that we just bring our case to the supreme court but that if we bring their our, our case to the supreme court it would take around two decades before the supreme court would come with a final decision the cabin crew of philippine airlines filed a case in 1998 until to this time around two decades since 1998 no decision final decision ever handed by the supreme court so we feel that if we bring it to the case all of us will be retired at that point in time so we need to have pressures so our president palaya president jerry rivera in a dialogue with the president of all labor leaders here in the philippines had a dialogue last february 27 2017 in the malacañang palace we were demanding that his promise to end contractualization in the philippines be complied with the president then stated that he does not need some this campaign promise and he advised the department of labor to look at this case immediately and issue an order but unfortunately the order issued by the secretary of labor 
was unfavorable to the workers. It was worse than the department order of the previous administration. So we protested it. But incidentally, at that point in time also, in uh, February 27, Jerry Rivera, our president, had a pep talk with the president, President Duterte. And he, he really appealed. We appealed that I think it is now of the president of the Philippines to look what is this, as we discussed it two years ago while he was still uh, not sure if he would run for president. Now, what happened after that meeting around March of this year, the Secretary of Labor issued an administrative order instructing Philippine Airlines, PAL Express, and its contractors to have an inspection of any violations, violation of labor standards, violation of wages, violation of neg agreements. There was an inspection. I think it is, this is one of the part of the process now. It happened. There was an inspection. And in that inspection, Palea should be part as observer in this process. But Philippine Airlines management protested. They filed a motion for consideration to the Department of Labor, as well as they filed an appeal to the office of the president. Department of Labor took firm of its decision that we, Palea, should be an observer. Initially, there were already reports from our airports from the outlying station, which is from the provinces. Or the Secretary of Labor already announced through the media that Philippine Airlines had already some violation of labor standards in an initial findings. But the final findings and final findings have not yet been out because we just consummated the inspection. Last August 30, the Department of Labor called all stakeholders, management of Philippine Airlines, PAL Express, the contractors, as well as the union. It was supposedly an exit conference, but because of lacking documents, because Philippine Airlines did not submit some documents which was necessary and vital of how the Department of Labor would decide the issue, they were given 10 days to comply after which the Department of Labor will have a resolution. And we hope and we, we feel that uh, at this point in time, I hope that the Department of Labor would favor the workers. But uh, still, we should be vigilant and we should, be, we should remain vigilant despite some sort of optimism. But vigilance of the workers and we should be ready to fight whatever the decision of the Department of Labor would come. But of course, management. At this point in time, management is doing all things to discredit the union. First, the union dues of our members are never deposited to the union. And then, a pro-management group, they went, appealed to the Department of Labor and had an election to oust us. Now there is a pen pending issue on that on the leadership of the union in the Department of Labor. 
These are all tactics to divide, to divide the union and to bust the union. And that is the real agenda of Philippine Airlines. That's certainly an incredible story that you have uh, described and recounted to us. And certainly um, our listeners would uh, wish you all the very best. And, uh, you know, it's really been a heroic struggle. As just as a question to conclude where we're up to now, you've also been heavily involved in uh, international solidarity with other airline workers around the world and not just for your dispute. Given that you're from the airline sector, do you want to say a few words about the, some of the work that you've, you've done around international solidarity and the importance for all airline workers around the world to join up together and organise internationally? Actually, these workers of the world should unite. In any industry, they should unite. But in particularly in the airline industry, we should unite. One of the industry which is very affected by this contractualization, temp work, outsourcing of jobs, are the airline workers. The workers should unite and fight. Like what we had, like what we did before, when we visited, I myself visited Australia, our union president visited the United States, we visited other countries. We told our story. At how, when we discuss our story, when we discuss this struggle, we get connected. They know our job. We know their job. We know their work. And in this connection, they know one point in time they will be affected. So what we should do is to stop this, is to end contractualization, is to end outsourcing, is to end precarious work in the airline. And we just don't need Australia. We just don't need Canada, Philippines, or Seoul workers. We need all workers around the globe to come out, to stand up, and never be passive. This is the issue now. We should unite and fight because it is happening. I think it is, it is happening in Australia. It is happening around in the Philippines. It is continuing happening. But what we can do, if we could have a solidarity action, we can share ideas and then we could develop something and we could have attained victory of the workers in the airline business. Actually, tomorrow, uh, here in the Philippines and on Friday, we will be having a photo shoot interview of uh, Philippine Airlines workers about our struggle, which would be distributed via our friends in the, in the media and in the, in the YouTube. This activity is already part of the global picket line action. Actually, one of those supported, our friend from Canada, the Unifor Union, provided support to a professional campaign group here in the Philippines to support and uh, have this video shot, edited, and reproduced. And I hope when uh, this video would be finished, we could also share to the Australian workers what is happening now, what is happening to the Philippine Airlines workers. And this is, I think, one of the start of the solidarity actions we can have and we can join in the future. 
they are certainly fighting words, Elnam, and we certainly share the sentiments with you and we'll certainly work together with you and other workers around the world to organise at a global level. And once again, we wish you all the very best and we'll certainly keep our listeners informed at how your particular struggle is going. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you so much for giving me time again. And mabuhay the workers of Australia. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. And you had just been here in an interview that we did a couple of days ago with Alnam Protensia from uh, Palau in the Philippines about the long-running dispute. That's right. And um, we, AAWL hosted the second international committee of the Global Picket Line last uh, Tuesday. Um, so you will have heard that we had previously launched an international car industry campaign. And in the last meeting, we did launch an international campaign in the airlines industry, drawing in this particular dispute in the Philippines, but also the ongoing dispute that you might have seen um, at uh, Toronto Airport in Canada, um, in which in fact, the workers blockaded the airport. It was pretty amazing. We reported on it last week in Mini News, so go check it out. But there are two global picket lines now running in those two industries. So stay tuned and, and watch what's happening because I think there'll be quite a bit of activity. That's right. And as Alnam said, it's not just um, contractualization and uh, outsourcing that all airline workers are, are dealing with. Of course, a lot of these companies are global, like the one in Toronto, Swiss Corp. If you go and look at it, it's it's a massive company all over all over the world. That's right. It's time for us to fight back, isn't it, Pierre? That's, well, it's that, been time for a long time. Well, that's right. It's been a long <laughs> it's been a long time fighting back, and I think there was um, someone who wrote some book um, sometime. Uh, this is going to be the worst reference ever because you can't remember the person or the book, no, and perhaps you can only remember three lines from it. No, no, I do remember. I think it was <laughs> he was uh, first name was Carl. Ah, ha, ha, but, uh, ha, ha, ha. yes, yes. And I think I think he did say um, "Workers of the World Unite." So <laughs> anyway, we might as well leave. That you've been listening to Asia Pacific Currents here on 3CR Radio. We'll be back next week with with some more exciting news from the labour movement in the, the Asia Pacific region. My name is Pierre. I'm Giselle, and coming up next is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.